genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin those for you, but I will give you timestamps in the episode description so that you can skip things that you might want to skip. Our top story today is Action Comics, number 1036, by <laughs> Philip Kennedy Johnson, Daniel Sampier, and Adriano Lucas. It is weird uh, calling out the number of uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't usually uh, comics. We don't get that high, usually. <laughs> 1,036. I think that's the highest number that exists. It is. <laughs> There's no numbers that are higher than that until <laughs> yeah. next month. I meant comics, but sure. Total, total I can't believe Superman breaking. keeps inventing these numbers. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with new numbers because they, they got all of them. They got Just them a man all. that breaks records. Can't stop them. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> so yeah, record-breaking action comics number 1036. Exactly. You got it. Perfect. Perfectly beautiful. So how is everybody? Good. I finally got to see Shang-Chi, which is nice. So thank you, Same. Evil Mouse. For putting that shit on there finally. For allowing me to not pay for it twice. Um the show was dope. Yeah, I actually rewatched that today. It's funny. That was one of that's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies now at this point, if not yeah, my they favorite. Made, they made a good kung fu movie and then happened to put it in the Marvel universe. It's it there was, was one, great. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet, but there was one part and Christina's like, yo, all I want is this thing to happen. And then like Two seconds later, it's like, yo, there it is. It, it was like the hype as shit. I'm pretty sure I probably figured it out who's seen it, but like it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I had this thought. Board. I was like, I was like, kung fu fight choreography is just at its core awesome. It doesn't yeah. matter. Even bad kung fu fight choreography is Absolutely. fantastic. And it made me think, like, I wish there was pro wrestling, but kung fu fight choreography but like professionally choreographed yeah like you could yeah. go to an arena and watch a kung fu like a movie kung fu fight like i yeah. would oh love yeah that'd that be cool shit. yeah it was wow. so beautiful was, all the fight was so well thing. done exactly yeah, i don't know because it probably takes like work like like so like but yeah that would be really well, so does cool. learning how to be a wrestler honestly yeah wrestling takes that's a true. lot of that's a good point um, although uh, there's a lot of wrestling that you can kind of do like, on the fly like you sure, can call your sure. spots as you go i mean there's like martial arts competitions that's probably but the that's, closest thing that's you not yeah. choreographed got. though it's not like yeah, that's not no, that's like, not like story yeah that's not like i'm gonna go mm. to wells fargo and watch an old boy fight live like yeah. that's what I want. And, but I, wanna, I also I want the I want the pomp and circumstance too. Like, like I tell want, me a story or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want the the mythology of uh, like AEW WWE style wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. only with like, and you can have them all be like ancient kung fu masters, and they're all oh, dude, like that would be dope. Yeah, mythological absolutely. like yeah. beings, like fucking like Monkey King is fighting, which like, is fucking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. pretty much. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat Live. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Live. Mortal Kombat on Ice will be the kid version. <laughs> Mortal Kombat on Ice. <laughs> it's just Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It writes but itself. Truly. I was really excited to finally get to see that. I was really happy about it. Yeah, it's my favorite thing in a minute. I really, really uh, enjoyed the Marvel's it. Marvel's done. Catching up on a lot shows, of stuff. 
That and Big so, Mouth and Doom Patrol. It's pretty much my whole weekend. Yep. Big so mouth. update on uh, on on what was wrong with Adam last week. Uh huh. Who who had uh, just me being old? Was that Sean? Uh, yeah, I it think was Sean. I believe we had. I believe that's what I had. I believe yeah. that was uh, odds three, were three to three, three to, to one. one odds of you just yeah. being old. <laughs> you win. I think I just turned around wrong, and yeah, you know I was right. just uh, completely out for two it's days. It's great that you say that because I was I was convinced kidney stones, and I told you to get to go drink a yeah. shit ton of water after we were done yep. recording, and. An hour after we we like hit stop on recording, you texted the group chat and said, "Hey guys, I drank a ton of water and uh, I I feel so much better. Fuck, it was kidney stones." And I didn't have the heart to tell you that's not how kidneys they don't work that fast. So yeah. you were just dehydrated. I was just, just massively dehydrated. dehydrated. You don't know how yeah. kidneys work. <laughs> I was really like pulling. I was pulling yeah. for ghost bullet personally. <laughs> but so I mean, that's I, what I have my money on just for the payout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You had to odds. do it just it, it was great odds. Like you throw a yeah. couple bucks at it just on the off chance. This is yeah, why so I don't gamble. I, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. So I don't, I'm I don't with you, Adam. I hurt myself. I literally hurt my back sleeping the other day. So I'm, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I stretched wrong yesterday yeah. and I I've hurt myself severely. Yeah, like dude, it's like I, but what's, what's like, funny? Yeah, what's so funny bad. is like like th- that happened on a day where I spent like an hour at the skate park skating the pool and then sure. like came home and like turned around and then blew my back out. Yeah. Like I didn't blow my back out skating. It was just a matter of time. If you would have stayed a minute longer, you would have done it at the skate park. Or just like right, adrenaline true. was keeping you upright and then it all Probably. just drains out and it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm broken now. I'm I'm fucked. <laughs> that definitely happens. I've had adrenaline injuries that I didn't feel until like two days later. Absolutely. Yeah, your body's just hopped up on that sweet, sweet adrenaline. Mm. Yeah. Makes you feel invincible. And then you just can't walk for two days. <laughs> well, at least you're all better now. That's yeah, cool. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't all go better. that far. He's at least still that's plenty. At least I that's have plenty better. of problems that no one <laughs> yeah. else has. It's a mess. That's better now. At Pulls least, out a scroll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me count the ways. Yeah, like I said. I realize, yeah, like I said, I realize I'm getting old because I hurt myself sleeping. I'm like, that's the oldest thing I've ever said. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck, man. I just, all right, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, that's that baseline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I spent the whole day, like, cleaning out my closet to donate clothes. Right, and I feel fucking fantastic. And that's the oldest thing I've ever said. Like, decluttering <laughs> is, is, like, oh, yeah. a good, good Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. I didn't do shit today. It was awesome. <laughs> but... I was also hungover all day yesterday, so I lost a I lost a day. <laughs> <laughs> you I did had, nothing both days, but one was significantly more. Uh, one because I could Yeah, one because I couldn't. I couldn't even like read a book. At least I oh. finished the comic I was reading. I finished Promethea. Oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm at that point now where like one night of heavy drinking shortens my life by about three. Yeah, days. I lose a day now i hadn't drank like that in a long time um, i had two beers last night and i was a little hungover this morning like yeah. i just i can't i can't hang I, yeah, <laughs> i've never i've never been smart about it and now it's so much worse than i'm older well and we spend an entire two years not going anywhere so there my is tolerance is gone yeah well i could i i haven't not drank anything at home it's just i've gotten older and i've all of those habits that you are just like oh i'm fine i don't need to drink water who gets dehydrated <laughs> Old what people. a loser! Ah! Old <laughs> people do. Yeah. Uh, no, I straight up like I don't. I don't drink at the house because I spent my entire twenties being sober. So like, 
I, I don't it's not love a habit the taste. you have I don't love the taste of beer so if I'm at yeah, a bar fair. I'll drink a beer just to like have fun but like it's not something I ever would choose to yeah, drink I don't do a, for I'm taste. a very social drinker for sure yeah that's, uh, exactly that's like me and peanut butter I was allergic <laughs> to peanut butter when I was younger so I never had it and then I became not allergic to peanut butter but allergic to tree nuts instead they swapped what? and uh so I, I just don't could do that <laughs> yeah I just I just don't I thought you were gonna say butter. you I thought you were going to say you only eat peanut butter socially. You know, when I'm at if the bar, I have a couple of Reese's butter. Pieces. <laughs> yeah, have my bros. We just crack a jar of peanut butter and a sleeve of Ritz crackers and just go also, fucking Adam, crazy. I, I said Reese's Pieces Dude, on purpose rock. to you did. make your... Yeah, you're... you're I know. I saw your like whole brain shudder. Did you also <laughs> see me d- decide not to take the bait? Because <laughs> Mr. Reese's Pieces. I hate you both. <laughs> To be fair, that's what they should be called. Yeah. No, honestly. they shouldn't because that's stupid. <laughs> Reese's Pieces already rhymes. They're yeah, called Reese's Pieces because it, you know, it's that's kind of clever. <laughs> <laughs> but Reese's Pieces just has such a better ring it's, to it's it. It's the opposite of clever. <laughs> that's yeah, fair. It's just flat out wrong. Which yeah, it's is... just it's just wrong. That's actually the off brand you'll see in like TV shows, so they can get around trademarks. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the beer that just says beer on the oh, label I love from that Repo shit. Man. Dude, yeah, I love the fake brands that exist in network TV because like mm. all NBC shows have Let's Chips and it's the fucking funniest <laughs> thing ever. Or the uh, the light beer that's just Miller Light, but it just says the word light instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It throws yeah. me off in comics because sometimes it's fine, yeah. but sometimes it's not. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it feels weird for like to see it in Marvel. I don't know. Yeah. There's just like a weird, like, in my brain, I'm just like, what? What are they doing? It sounds well, so that's goofy. Like, that's like in, uh, um, what is it, Superman 2, where he throws Zod into a goddamn uh, Coca-Cola billboard? Yeah. Like, there's like a but like, you explicitly see Coca-Cola so many times in that movie, you cannot ignore the fact that it had to well, be sponsored by Coca-Cola. Oh, I mean, absolutely right. was. And then, you know, Man of Steel, where it's just... Yeah, advertisement central. Where it was yeah. Pepsi that time. It's all over the place. Yeah, which you know, it's that's that subtle marketing. As, you know, none of us notice that. <laughs> yep. none of us notice. It's very subtle. What from very subliminal? From very vocal libertarian uh, Zack Snyder. You're telling me that he took corporate buyouts? What? No, I'm just no. saying when they put products and movies and stuff, you know, it's very subtle product placement. We're not supposed to know. You know, they're getting in our brains. Yep. I just prefer Meg the Stallion selling me Popeyes. Just be in my face, all right? Don't <laughs> fucking be subtle about it. Just be like, yo, I got Popeyes. Go eat it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd listen. I'd, I'd do anything she tells me, honestly. I, That's like a turn. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, some comic books. Jeez. Well, yeah. speaking of corporate sponsorship, this one has none at all, um, but it is sponsored by Punk Rock, so fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> so it's not um, making too much money because it's No, exactly. It has a... It hasn't sold out yet. It's still very, but very DIY. Please um, buy this book because they tried so hard to get this on the shelves. And it's finally so fucking did. So My hard. God. Uh, so if you haven't figured it out yet, the book is What's the Furthest Place from Here? Number one by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Um, yeah, they've been <laughs> trying to put this out for like, what, four years? Is that what you said, RJ? Yeah, something crazy like that. Uh, poor, poor fucking guys. And like, not only like... <laughs> He's like, okay, cool. Me and me and Tyler Boss finally got our book on the shelves, you know, or got, finally got our book ready to go. Uh, there shouldn't be any problems. 
printing it and then immediately when they say that massive paper shortages it's just like well you know i also have this like tie-in vinyl record that i'm gonna put it out that shouldn't be a problem to make massive vinyl shortages (laughs) okay well finally the book is printed and the vinyls are pressed and it's time to ship them out shouldn't be any problems there diamond gets a ransomware hack just like (laughs) also shipping shortages Yeah, it should be yeah. should be but this one specifically. Yeah. This week, like I don't know if y'all heard, but Diamond put out a like a, a press statement basically so that they they got ransomware hacked. They were down for, for two like, days and <laughs> like, it started it, on the fifth though. It was like ten days long oh, in yeah. some capacity. So yeah. But so like good. Yeah. And, and, and like and that those boxes got shipped out with no tracking numbers. They just put them out to the, oh into the world God. and hoped for the best. Oh, and man. my store got one of our diamond boxes, but not the one that had this book in it. So I had to buy it digitally. <laughs> so, so this book is out on shelves, just not at Casey's store. Or just not, just not everywhere. It's, it's a nationwide problem. So I'm going to say most stores are Damn. having difficulty in some way, whether they got this box or not, you know, um, but I'm going to end up buying this book like three times. Cause I got the digital form and I'm going to get the record, probably get the second pressing of the record. Like, uh, it's I'm like, fucking, um, I own, I think I own five copies of four kids walking no bank. Yeah. Yeah. I, I own at least the hardcover and the trade and a I couple got a of the little, issues. Like, Little poster signed over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanging up on it's my actually wall. really funny. I I didn't realize the the reason that we had signed posters at Brave New Worlds. Um, I I wasn't working full time there yet, and uh, it was on a Wednesday that like one of the four kids issues came out, and um, they were just literally driving. They were like tw- like doing a book tour, and they realized that like our shop was right off of ninety five, and they're just like called the store. They're like. Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg. I'm with Tyler Boss. Could we just like sign whatever you have in the store right now? And they're like, That's awesome. Yes, and, and you're like just, absolutely not. They literally just like double parked their car in the loading zone and just like ran in like, what you got? And then just fucking ran off again. Like, yeah, we got to be in Anaheim in like an hour. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Insane. Anaheim's uh, pretty far away. No, I know. I just said a name. Now. I don't actually know where they were. <laughs> I just said a name. <laughs> That's a several hour flight from here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's the joke. Um, we don't prepare yeah. any. We don't prepare anything for this podcast. <laughs> Yo, apparently that diamond ransomware thing is ongoing still. Yeah, no, they they, they said that they're probably going to be problems shit. next. Sean, you're yeah. a computer guy. What does that mean? They they like were just completely unprepared for this. Someone or? got yes. fished. Someone yes. got fished for sure. Like now, one ransomware is worse than Steve that. Someone Jeffy. was able. Someone was able to get onto their system and just like now they live there. So you either pay those people or they're just or you find out where it is, but. Oh my god. The, Good lord. The answer is yes, they need to hire a security person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I could go on the the guy who owns Diamond's Twitter and all it is is him commenting on like porn bots. Yeah, that's um, Whoa, not probably great. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like one of those is definitely someone Christ that hacked them. For almighty. sure. Oh my god, I had that's no idea so about that. Um but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, don't I, be just, horny really on glad- Maine is the, uh, is the, the, the <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the you know that dude's that doing on his work computer. You know he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm just really glad we broke up the fucking monopoly that is Diamond before they got ransomware hacked. Otherwise, we'd have no comic books. That's a great point. Uh, we wouldn't be talking to you, each other right now. Exactly. I, I keep reminding myself that every time there's like weird stuff with, with comics not coming out on time, I keep going like, this is still better than just having one company that does all this. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and like, every, 
I feel like that's uh, people have been coming to the store the last week and I'm just like, still don't have it. And they're like, ah, so sorry, you have to deal with this. And I'm like, honestly, with COVID and everything, it's been like one problem fixes, like gets fixed and then a different problem happens. So it's sure. like, n- it's never the same issue. It's always a different, like, okay, okay well, they got the, they got yeah. the printing on time, uh, but it's all, they shipped it in terrible boxes. So it's all damaged. And then like, uh, the, it's all, everything's fine, but UPS fucked it up and it's just like, okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I enjoy it from just the one perspective of the fact that it makes me seem like I'm good at my job and I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, no, we totally ordered everything. And it just didn't show up. I totally, <laughs> we totally had that. Yeah, we have that coming. I just it gives blame, you a boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. Just, you have an out. Yep, diamond fucked throw, up again. Throw Sorry, diamonds guys. under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I I hadn't thought of that. I'm gonna use that. Um, Makes me anyway, feel so much better. Uh, I've I've got to talk about this book at some point. Um, yeah. sorry. Oh, right. Matt Speaking Rose of issues, let's talk about listening. this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this one, I would describe this book as Logan's Run meets the Warriors, because uh, it is very post-apocalyptic. There's some spooky, possible supernatural shit going on, and there are roving gangs of children. Um, and this gang of children that we follow uh, lives in a record store, which is fucking rad, and honestly, all that I could ever hope to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're introduced to our main character, Sid who is seems to be the youngest of the group, but also pregnant. Um, so that's mm. unfortunate for everyone involved. Um, <laughs> but uh, it starts out and she's talking to uh, this dude. What the heck was his name? Let me get back to them. Um, proof oh. Rock. Yeah, Proof Rock. Proof Rock. Um, and yep. he's like spitting out his own teeth into the sink. And she's like, are you sick? Are you, are you becoming an adult? And he's like, oh, you know, I still got some time. I'm not that old yet. So we're already kind of establishing that like something happens once you hit a certain age where you either have to leave the group or become feral or like that. My guess is something to the degree of like they just lose their minds. Um, I we'll see. I don't know. That's one of the mysteries is uh, what the heck happens when you get old. You and become a poser. That's what happens. <laughs> that's kind and of then they also just, you the just kick you out. You become You're a fucking cool sellout. <laughs> you just become Adam at the skate park. Yeah, they can oh, sell a no. poser from a mile away, let me tell you. Uh, but the whole reason that Sid is is bothering Proof Rock, she like busts in on him while he's in the bathroom. He's like, I could have been naked. She's like, well, are you? And he's like, no, but I could have been. And uh, what like classic, hilarious like interchange between these two. And then... Uh, He's like, what was so important that you needed to break down the door? And she's like, I found it. I finally found it. And it seems that they they all pick a record that like signifies who they are, like fundamentally as a person. And she has chosen Hall and Oates. Specifically <laughs> and private eyes. Yeah. Yes. They are watching you. Uh and she's like Good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, no, no. Fucking hell, kiddo. Like, no. And she's like, what? No. Come on. He's like, why did you pick this? And she's like, well, I thought they looked cool. And then he pulls out this record called uh, SSD Control. The kids will have their say. And he's like, this is fucking cool. This is what cool looks like. This is not cool. And I, I, I really need to know what this book is like for normies because that panel says so <laughs> uh, much. For normies, fuck that dude. Hollow Notes rule. Fuck slaps. you. SSD slaps. SSD slaps. Both of the fine. Both those records are amazing. <laughs> they can both slap. Because oh that fucking that Hall Notes record is great. 
Uh, no, disagree. Uh, SSD fucking rules. You've never listened um, to Hall Notes. That doesn't <laughs> count. Wait, that doesn't counteract the other one. <laughs> I don't know the other one, but I ain't. But Hall Notes. No. <laughs> They can both be good as the. I agree. I don't like this guy for shaming yes. or for liking Hall of Notes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm with Proof Rock on this one. Uh, fuck yeah. Hall of Notes. SSD you guys rules. both That's can right. be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 that whole one like page of like little record like um uh. They're in the, the record store. I like I like how there's a the box e- that says bad, not so bad. <laughs> Yes. Uh, there's also a box that that there's says, also a box that says sad and it's I, got Joy Division in it. I, yeah, I just wanted good. someone to post that and be like tag yourself. It's like yeah. I'm just sad stuff. <laughs> I want to shop at this record store. Uh yeah. Uh just just from like glancing around there's, there's a minor threat uh, record. Minor threat. Uh there's black flag slip it in. There's a television poster. There's, as I said, Joy Division closer in the sad stuff box. Uh yeah, it's just fucking it fucking rules. It's hard to like really tell digitally. Talking heads. Uh, yeah, no, fucking. I want to I want to live in this, this commune of children as well. Uh, uh, Descendants, I think, is one. There's one that just oh, says Matt's picks. <laughs> box yep, that says yeah. Matt's picks, which is great. Wonder who, nice. Oh yeah, that is Descendants. You're right. Yeah, Black Flag. College. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, yes. it's definitely a very so, cool uh, environment for this post-apocalyptic story to be in yeah if you gotta pl- choose a, a place to live like that's a pretty solid one um yeah for sure but as we find out it doesn't seem like they chose it um so no. the uh the record uh rifle uh what's it called rifling through the records is interrupted by a knock at the door and it seems to be their friend that had left uh slug and they're afraid to open it because they think that he's an adult now. So clearly the day that you change from being a child to an adult is some kind of like very concrete like moment. Um, so they, they begrudgingly let him back in and he's like dying. Uh, and the, they leave Sid, the pregnant one, with, with Slug and the rest of them go out to just have a fucking gang war in the street with like the pig clan. And like it's just super bloody and it rules uh did, did the pig people have a name i i forget uh i think they're just the rival area gang i think that's all we really know about them okay they're yeah just- but it's it's just a bunch of people with uh pig masks on like like eerily yeah. smiling uh pig masks there's even a person with like a, a baby bjorn on their chest with a baby in it that is also wearing a pig mask yeah that, that one that panel kind of threw me i was like wait yeah. what <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically, these are all children because they're like, they're like, what? Why are you fucking with us? Like, what did what did we do? Why are you fucking with us? And they're like, you have an adult in your compound. And they're like, they all huddle up and like, actually, he's kind of right, guys. We do because like the <laughs> slug just came back and he's an adult. And they're like, but but we wouldn't have an adult in our compound if you didn't chase him in there. And they're like, then they go and huddle. <laughs> like, what are they talking about? Uh, so yeah, they basically say fuck it and go and go all out war and um meanwhile sid is is sitting with slug and he dies um but he found some type of map and he drew uh, a map he drew a map and hands it to sid and then evidently the the city that they've been looking for is real and that's what he drew a map of so that's pretty neat um and then uh yeah sid uh pulls out a gun 
and uh, stops the whole argument that's happening between she just shoots one of the pig people. Well, Slug gave her the gun, right? It was wrapped in the map? Yes. Yes, that was it. Um, So yeah, so (laughs) the exchange between them, this book has such a good tone because it's both simultaneously post-apocalyptic war zone with children and it has its sense of humor very like Tyler Boss has a has a fantastic like pacing uh and like the way that like like the panel placement is just like her holding the gun bang and then he's like okay yeah so the gun's real so what she probably isn't even gonna like she's gonna miss she's not gonna shoot any of us and then like one of them just falls over yeah (laughs) I was just like all right, uh, this isn't over, and they all kind of run away. Um, so yeah, like the whole reason she came out is because Slug passed away. They go back in to check on Slug, and he's just gone. And meanwhile, part of the whole reason they were all up in arms outside was that somebody called the Strangers was there, and it's these like uh adult women in like weird shrouds. Oh like, yeah. So, they so got that some was like Slenderman vibes. Going. Yeah, they very sl- slender women. Um, yeah, they call them the strangers. <laughs> <laughs> What's their deal? Um, but yeah, like so, we find out that like the the strangers are responsible for dropping off children at their doorstep, and that's why this whole compound is uh, a bunch of kids. So no mm. one knows where they come from. No one knows what they do. Um, Just like real life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. And the strangers uh, <laughs> took Slug's body, and they went out a door that has always been locked. So somehow, uh, yeah, like I, that, that. There's just mysteries on mysteries on mysteries, and it's yeah, shit's wild. Um, and then they just have a funeral, and by funeral, I mean a fucking rager for Slug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they burn just... Slug's record, and then they just get fucking hammered. Yep. <laughs> what was his record? I mean, uh, that's the thing. They only showed it from the back, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure it it's out. It's in um, the fire, but it's hard to tell what it is. Let me let see me if I can zoom it. in on it. Eight miles, something maybe. I can't tell. Oh, it's Husker Du. Sure. Yeah, it's All Husker right. Du. It's for sure Husker Du. That fucking rules. I didn't catch that the first time. I thought that was just like crackle in the fire. Um, yeah, I think that's the actual record. Yeah, that's who screwed you. Cool. Yeah, because like when she she like pulled it out of his bag, and I was like trying to read the song titles on the back, and I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. But yep, who screwed you rules. Um, damn, I own like every record that they didn't drop in this shit. Fucking mm. except so for the cool. best one. Yeah, no, except for Hall of Notes. <laughs> except for the I best not, one. I do not own Hall of Notes. I'm a bad Philadelphian. I don't own Hall of Notes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll let it pass, Casey. You're oh, a transplant. You just don't get it. <laughs> just don't get it. Uh, that's fair. Hey, you don't. You don't get that they fucking rule. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, Oberon is uh, keeping watch up on the roof, and uh, Sid goes out there to get some air and get away from the party because she's just not not into it. Which is good because she's very pregnant um so i'm glad that she wasn't drinking <laughs> heavily with everyone um but yeah they, they're just kind of like sitting up on the the rooftop and like talking about the city that uh, might or may not exist and talking about how bummy like bummer it is that they lost slug and uh 
she's like, okay, well, you you go party. I'll I'll keep watch. There's no reason both of us need to be up here. And he's like, you sure? I'll be right up. Like, don't don't worry. Just call her down if you need anything. And then, of course, the idiot gets too hammered and passes out, and someone draws a dick on his face. Classic. Uh, <laughs> classic. So then, uh, the den mother, whose name I I forget momentarily, um, Alabama, uh, she is like, oh, uh, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? And he's like, oh, well, Sid's up there. I was just uh, down here for a minute. I'll go, I'll go, you know, keep watch. And she's like, it's fucking daytime, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> whoopsie do. So they get up there and there's just a knife broken in half with blood on it. Um, yeah. Just mysteries on mysteries on mysteries. And she gone. And she gone. Yeah. Lots of questions. Not a lot of answers. But I'm hyped for it. Uh... Yeah, and I I wish my box had shown up so I could listen to the goddamn Jawbreaker. Well, it's not technically Jawbreaker. It's Brett. What's his face from Jawbreaker and Joyce Manor song that tie into this comic. But I I can't. So we'll just <laughs> wait. So the to... the book comes with a seven inch. Uh, the deluxe uh, edition uh, of yeah, it does. I think, yeah, I think Each every issue, one is gonna have its yeah. own. Yeah, this this one is Joyce Manor and and that dude from Jawbreaker. The next issue is Screaming Females and Warriors. War, war warriors, not warriors. Oh, cool. Um, a friend third, of mine is in is in warriors. That rules. Uh, and then the third issue is two Philly bands. It's a uh, restorations notes. and nothing. So, oh, got well, it. Yeah, I know screaming no, females. Not, no, no hollow notes. <laughs> he <laughs> listens sick, to the show right? every now and again too. So Nick B, if you're listening, here's Fuck a shout yeah. out. Yeah, can for you imagine you. if they got a seven inch from hollow notes for this show? That'd be fucking <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> That'd be fucking incredible. We, we got to kickstart it. Like I know, like they're definitely very heavily punk influenced, but like, a ho- like that'd be a big get. That'd be a get. That'd, that'd be, be a get sure right there. Get. I I really um, appreciate, even though I I don't know like all the references, like Casey. I I, I love um, Rosenberg and Boss and their their way they incorporate music and also like old film and stuff into yeah. um, their work oh. because it it really like create it like helps world build. And Absolutely. they're real, like obviously it's something that they're also really passionate about. In addition to comics, and it just it really it it shine their passion shines through Absolutely. in their material. Uh, uh, I think something you don't know, it's like oh, I'm gonna go check that out. I think yeah. uh, so you can get new fans of it too. Um, we can never go home. Had a had a, like a playlist attached to it. Um, cool, hell yeah! I like when they do yeah, that. Yeah, and the 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 co writer of We Can Never Go Home is in uh, a couple bands that I love. Uh, he's in Self Defense Family and Drug okay. Church. Yeah, so like it makes perfect sense that those dudes. I just like when any artist like throws like a playlist at the end, and you just say because like I know Lemire's done it a few times. It's a cool just uh, to kind of like on finger guns too, and finger Did guns. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. a cool thing yeah. to kind of like get in the head. Yeah, we had fun with the Finger Guns record store because we yeah. named, I think, every single one that popped yeah. up. <laughs> but, was, it, but I don't think I own every single one of those records. No, this no. one I do. It's yeah. interesting so, because, like... It's very much more my vibe. Sure. When, when you watch a movie, there's so many different components to a movie that go into it. Like, you know, music obviously being one of them. That the the end product is kind of a miracle in a way, but, like you, like, I don't know if enough people, like, there's not enough people that appreciate like how it all kind of forms together, but like adding yeah, that to right. a comic, which is something that you know is already a, a amazing blending of words and art. Um, it it ad- really just adds something that I wish more people would do. You yeah, know? absolutely. And sure. like 
that's the thing. I yeah, I sounded I so dumb, but you know, no, no, I'm I, I'm absolutely <laughs> with you on that. And I, like, I I don't know what this is like from the perspective of not getting all the references and immediately having like. Like, the, the second he pulled out that SSD record, I have Boiling Point stuck in my head for, like, yeah. three days. Well, Go listen to that fucking song, it rules. But, like, so so that just adds this, like, personal attachment. Like, the, the, the feeling I get from those records is now attached to this comic, too. Yeah. And there's a really cool um, interview with, with uh, Rosenberg and Boss at the, at the end. And yes. he talks about, like, the similarities between comic collecting and record collecting and like oh, yeah. similarities between the communities that are built around comic stores and record shops like it's it's and all the same thing so the fact that nobody's really tapped into that in a more tangible way is is like unfortunate I you will know what say, I mean like uh, I will say since you know you were wondering what it's like to not get any of the references it doesn't necessarily help with context of the book but it does give me as someone who is likes to go down music rabbit holes, something to discover. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's how I go yeah. explore. Exactly. There is a pay. There is a benefit. You know, it's not. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and like you, I'm sure you can tell what the vibe is of that music, whether you are familiar with absolutely. it or not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. there there is that relationship between music and art from a record collecting standpoint. Like like what Casey mentioned, when you see the album art, you hear the music in your head. When you have that kind of a relationship with with an album. So yeah. to be able to just kind of pepper a scene with album covers, you're kind of forcing people to hear that music in their head. Sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I also so want to point out that it says based on a true story, and I don't know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I'm very curious about that. Yeah. Um, it's just based on, a, based on a true story of him going to a record shop. <laughs> <laughs> Living in a record shop with a bunch of, like, lost boys. Yeah. <laughs> This is him telling um, his truth. Yeah, but I'm I'm so curious to see where this is going. Uh, yeah, my theory is that like something terrible happens to you when you become an adult. Uh, that's why the whole infrastructure of the planet broke down. Uh, I think Sean had a fun theory that uh, I think it's fucked up experiments about. from adults, baby. Yep, that could be that. Kids, kids got to be coming from somewhere. I think they all yep. just have to sleep wrong, and you know they all just they're all huddled in pain in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> could be some weird like warrior. <laughs> Like some war, like weird warrior society. So once they make it, if they make it to adulthood, they're like initiated in or some shit. Cause like they all, they all talk about how babies are just get, like kids just get dropped off. So like they're coming from somewhere. Someone's yeah. well, got to I mean, be dropping them off. There are also babies having babies because. No, it's true. But they, a lot Sid of them is, talked about how they yeah. just showed up there and like that's part of it too. But yeah, there's also that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Hype as fuck. I like it. Well, okay. Um, let's pivot to some Batmans. <laughs> we got Robin and Batman. <laughs> multiple Batmans. <laughs> we do have multiple Batmans. Going Robin on and here. Batman number one uh, by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Uh, this is uh, of uh, Descender and Ascender fame. Um, so it's beautiful. Yep. Um, it but is. this is kind of a. I'm sure that's been said before, but I feel like I haven't read many of them the story of dick grayson from his point of view and not batman's or alfred's or anybody else's it's just yeah i feel like the, the nightwing especially right now does a lot of flashbacks to this time period but to have the entire story in pr the present sense uh telling his origin yeah from his perspective is just kind of 
being brought on by Bruce and being training, and it opens up with him talking about, um, you know, thought about who he was wrong. I thought, you know, there would be a fantasy, like, because there's monsters, uh, even a knight. Um, this would be some kind of, like, hero's journey, but, like, maybe he's thinking it's all a trick, it's just a nightmare, and he's not sure what's actually going on, and it's just him on a mission for the first time as Batman's screaming in his ear. Um, he does <laughs> really well. Be, that's gotta um, be really intense, though, yeah. to go out on your first mission and just have Batman telling you how wrong you <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, because he, like, he looks like he's, like, 10 at this point. Like, he's really young. Just talk about the worst backseat driver, though. Like, fucking yeah. Bruce Well, to Ugh. be fair, though, like, it's so he doesn't get stabbed in the face, so I get it. But, again, yeah, so it kind of opens yeah. that up and, like, he you does know, a good job. Maybe not bring a 10-year-old out into... Yeah, well, a that's war. Let's not talk we're about past that. that. We're yeah, past that. We're past that. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and then Batman gets mad because he told him to abort the mission, but he's like, "I fucking had it, bro." Uh, he's like, "No, you didn't." And there was still one guy left. And Batman gets all mad. They told him to get back in the fucking car. It's great. <laughs> get in um, the car. You're grounded. And it kind of now talks like you have this, you know, you know, Dick just like fuck you. I had this. I was ready. And then Batman just not given any leeway it's like well you didn't listen shut the fuck up uh you're not ready whatever and then him i love this dynamic between bruce and alfred and alfred's like bro why are you being such an asshole maybe maybe <laughs> give the kids some sympathy. give them give maybe talk to him maybe, maybe give, give him, him a little a bit of leniency hug. a little bit of compassion um but it says always talking about it's like you know it's because he's like i like how he says like don't don't say it, Alfred. Like, say what? You were going to say, but he's a child. And well, then you would say, the child died. I need a soldier. It's like, maybe treat him like a... F- he's a fucking kid, dude. Like, yeah. don't treat him like a soldier. So I just love this dynamic between actually talking about, like, what Bruce is, like, kind of doing with him is, like, he's a little fucked up. I really <laughs> like, love... And, and Alfred's and- not okay with it, but he's just mm-hmm. still going to help them just to make sure they both they all stay safe. Yeah. I, I love um, looking at the the their relationship um i know other books have done it before but like looking at their book uh their relationship through people that both have trauma and like just how much it tethers them together like batman kind of is willing to even do this in the first place because of he sees himself in in robin yeah but absolutely it's very interesting especially the way this book portrays um uh Robin, I I really like it. Even so much as just too. having his name first in the title, which has never yeah. ha- happened before, is an interesting, like already an interesting pivot on the the dynamic. Yeah, it's definitely very Robin centric because now they talk about like dig. It's like all right, now he has to go to school the next day, and he's pretty much is like I don't like being in real life because that's when all the memories pop back up and mm. then he just gets all these flashbacks of his parents and all this stuff he's like when i'm training i could turn that shit off um and it's a lot better so then he starts kind of like be- designing his own costume uh, and then alfred picks him up but then he tells him that he had to destroy his costume because uh batman doesn't want him to go out anymore and dick's like fuck you like that's not what we agreed to that wasn't the deal and then he makes purposely goes out and makes his own robin costume as bright red and yellow as possible so as just like a fuck you to bruce like i love that bit how he's like yeah he's like i 
I love this costume because I know that he would hate it. He would know he would hate it, and it's um yeah, it's the colors from the Flying Graysons too. So it's right. like an homage to his parents, and he will hate it, <laughs> which I love. Um, and then we kind of follow the Batman side of this, where he's like, okay, why are a bunch of thugs doing like robbing meat trucks? Like this is fucking stupid. And he kind of gets him to let out. And he follows him into the sewer, and then we see Robin follow him again. And then so he many very Batman qu- stories ending up in the sewers lately. I know. And then he gets a run in with makes um, sense. <laughs> with fucking Waylon, got Killer Croc, and he's just like, "Sup, <laughs> <laughs> King of Beers, shut yeah, up!" Who said that? It's fucking great. And then obviously he just like attacks him, and he's like, "But then there's definitely some um, there's some recognition by him. He's like, yo, where did you get that costume? Like." who are you like where did that come from i think he he recognizes it in some way um and he's like you knew me you knew who i am and he says yes and then that's what batman shows up and kind of saves him from from killer croc he knocks the memory they- <laughs> right out of his brain with his fists <laughs> yeah, as usual um uh so they go back to the Batcave, and Bruce is all banged up because he had to fight Killer Croc, so he's got a couple broken ribs. And then it was like, Alfred, how the fuck did you let him out of the house wearing a goddamn highlighter, basically? <laughs> um, Dick's like, I thought it was a test. I thought you did all this to see how determined I was to prove you I was ready. Um, it's like, that that outfit is ridiculous. Um, how did you think you could go into combat wearing something like that? He's like, and Dick's like, no, it was my family's. He's like, I Bruce... This is where you get the empathetic Bruce, like, I know, and that's why I made you this. So he actually had designed his a Robin outfit for him with the same color scheme and everything. I love this an homage to his family. It's adorable. It's adorable, but it's also, like, it's it's equal parts <clears throat> fucked yeah, then up. Then it turns very and, quickly. Yes, it's, it's, it's like, yeah. oh, it's a Robin. It's like, yeah, I know, I was going to give it to you next week when we join up. But then he's like, the only way you knew about it is if you read my journal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then Bruce like this is where he he doesn't understand. He's like, well, I thought that's I thought it was a gift. I thought that's what you wanted. It's like you you did one good thing, but by doing a shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the it's the only th- it, that journal was the only thing that was his that belonged to him that no one yeah. else had access to. And that's like I mean that's that's a real ass problem for kids in general. You yeah. know, like having feeling like you don't have any autonomy over your own life, uh, but. Yeah, to do that to a traumatized uh, orphan, maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, it's such a nice gesture, though. So, yeah, he meant well. He just doesn't understand how to human. Yeah, so this is where human. It came from such a shitty place. <laughs> and then we get a bookend with like the same kind of speech that Robin was giving in the beginning. Uh, with the end, kind of he rips up his journal, but then we get uh, Killer Croc kind of wandering out. And going back to the old circus, and then we kind of get a flashback, and we see that he was at the same circus as the Graysons, and actually mm. seems to have known them and was there. So there's some kind of connection between between the two at this point. So uh, that was really he was their crocodile. <clears throat> he got TMNT'd. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah, there's a sign that says, like, see the killer croc, the monster crocodile man. So he was, mm-hmm. like, a sideshow attraction, so. Um, my theory is that the Graysons were actually, like, really nice to him and, like, the only people in the circus that were his friends. I that's, hope that's where they're going. I, I would hope that's the case, because, again, that would be very different. That feels like what this book's going to be. They just yeah. they just called him King of Beers all day. Yeah, King of Beers. He definitely he definitely recognized Dick, but Dick I don't think maybe quite remembers who he is, or he does, yeah, but they didn't go down that. Yes. Which is yeah, yeah, but like a giant crocodile man. Yeah, or yeah, he that's did, not the kind of guy you forget. Yeah, he may have, but I thought it was an interesting. Although in Gotham City, honestly, uh, yeah. maybe like, yeah. maybe you got more exactly. memories punched out of him than we had formally <laughs> <Yeah>. realized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to gloss over the art is great, beautiful. Um, this, Oof, you know, this, so the, these two together obviously wrote a bunch of great shit. Um, it's a great aesthetic for Batman. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan, so I'm looking forward to the rest of this series. I would pick it up. Lots yeah, of good I'll- bat. I love its uh, love its take on like coming at Batman from trauma and trying to be empathetic and there's we a lot don't of get this part it, of the origin story pretty yeah. much ever. Uh also yeah, like uh could you expect no less from Lemire than focusing on the trauma no, and the I, empathy? I mean, yeah, I just it's a nice, you know. It's it's a very much his wheelhouse but but aiming it at Batman is always fun. I don't know I, if I like, yeah. I don't know if I've read or uh remember like reading the the actual origin in like the the 50s, but I'm sure it's just like, oh that kid's parents died. Come, I'm going to throw you at criminals. Yeah, he's right. mine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I like the color work in this because like everything, everything is like really dialed into a specific color palette of like blues and grays, mm-hmm. and it makes Robin stand out so much more. Yes, absolutely. He is a stealth disaster. Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's very much intentional. Uh, with with the way this book is being the theme of this and all that, it's he's gonna stick out one way or the other. Yeah. Because he needs to be his own person. Exactly. All right, well, speaking of Batmans. Same Batman, different tone. Well, different Batman, (laughs) different tone. Right? Well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's fair. It's it's an Elseworld. So uh, I got got Batman the Imposter number two by Mattson Mattson Tomlin, Andrea Sorrentino, and Jordi Belair. So, yeah. Um, we continue this, this story with Batman and therapy, uh, Batman's therapist, like really kind of, she's got him on this schedule where he has to show up at, at dawn or she'll call the police. And then like, they just work out all the shit that he did that night. So it's nice that, that, you know, Batman's finally getting some help in that regard. <laughs> a man will literally dress up in a bat costume before going to therapy. Oh my god. We well, he it. is going to therapy. The- <laughs> He's been to therapy before. It obviously didn't work. Men will literally go to therapy before they go to therapy. We were talking about this off mic, but he's been going to this therapist like his whole life. Mm. So this therapist knows him as Bruce Wayne. Like she has a bunch of diagnoses of Bruce Wayne. As a child as well. Right. Yeah. But then like, you know, 
okay, now uh, now he's Batman. So it's like, that's probably going to change some things. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. Yeah, she's um, going to quit. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and she, she basically like diagnoses him with like, um, so th- social withdrawal, uh, oppositional defiant disorder, PTSD, uh, lack of empathy, OCD, uh, OCD. Yeah. yeah, um, just like, uh, yeah, she's basically like, this dude's gonna be a serial killer. He's just but fucking, he, uh, yeah, and Alfred's like, know. he's just fucking angry. Yeah, in this he's version, so in this angry. version of Bruce Wayne's life, Alfred just gave up on him and like put him in Russian is- military school. Yeah. Which is just like the most insane part to me. Like that's that's more <laughs> unbelievable than a man dressing up as a bat. Alfred would never do that. <laughs> Alfred yeah. would never do that. Well, this fake ass looking Alfred, you know, this, ain't, this is not. <laughs> yeah, it I, actually, they never they never call him Alfred. It might just be a different butler. Maybe this is what happens. Maybe if it's Bruce the, never had Alfred. Maybe it's no, the imposter's butler. Yeah, she calls him Mister Pennyworth. He's Mister Pennyworth. This could be Albert Pennyworth. We don't know. It's um, it's Jarvis. Jarvis. It's Jarvis. It's totally legitimately Jarvis. Jarvis. His his canonical father's name is Jarvis. This is oh, really? Grandpa yes. Joe looking. The the yeah. second greatest butler in comic history is the father of the first greatest butler in comic history. <laughs> <laughs> so um Yeah, so so we get kind of the, the way the story is told is kind of interesting cuz we 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 see Batman's evening through his recalling it to his therapist. Yep. That's always fun. So yeah, so it's it's kinda it's kinda interesting. We're seeing this in in like flashback. So like he broke into this Wesker security firm, just like knocked some heads around and then just kind of infiltrated their whole system. So now he has access to probably an overreaching security said it covers like 90% of the city or some yeah. shit so it's just it's just dark night he's got that like yeah that computer that can see anything that's going on in <clears throat> in a uh Gotham city at this point yep super problematic <laughs> and then he I, th- this part with um who is this with the is this the ventriloquist? Yeah. It's it's oh, Wesker's yeah. son. Yeah, Scarface. Oh, Scarface. Uh, yeah. Well, Scar- Scarface, Scarface is the puppet. Is Scarface the puppet. is the puppet. Sorry. Yeah. I gotta- <clears throat> We're gonna get but it's super we- nitpicky. <laughs> but it's, Wes- it's, it's Wesker's son that he like <laughs> randomly runs into and the, these fucking panels are creepy as shit. It's so creepy. Yeah, so it's him talking creepy. to the puppet, aka himself, and... And like tell him, tell him. <laughs> and he just kind of weird, slow walk, backward walks out of that situation. Just kind of leaves him there. Well, especially because uh, Wesker's kid asks him, he's like, "Will you, will you kill my dad? He's a bad person." He's just like, he's like uh, "No, see you." <laughs> well, I have. I just to forgot go. I left my stove on. Dude, I gotta go. Ship. Look with yeah, <laughs> meters running. <laughs> Big uh, Spider-Man letting the guy that kills Uncle Ben run away in the wrestling match energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 
So uh, we also get into um, there's this detective from the GCPD who's been like investigating Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, she's investigating Batman and she keeps getting closer and closer to it to the point where she shows up at Bruce Wayne's front door. Like, hey, um, so Batman uses all of these motorcycles that are all over the city and they're all like your motorcycles. So like... (laughs) Care to explain? Got anything to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and he was, like, he took it on the chin, man. I mean, yeah, he's basically like, you know, hey, maybe check the docks where an entire shipping container could have just been stolen. I don't know, lady. Yeah, like, he very clearly was like, I got nothing to hide because he did a good enough job making it look like they were just stolen. Yeah. Or they disappeared. Yeah. Like, it never can get traced back to any individual. This is another cool scene. <clears throat> like, the way the panel placement's laid out. Yeah. Beautifully rendered, this book. Yeah, his layouts are stupid. Like, they do... Mm. He does some crazy, crazy shit to tell these uh, stories. Like, these pages are crazy. Like, I just... I don't understand how they flow so perfectly. You're never... Yeah. Like, I feel like you in know a book where to go. with, like... Yeah, I feel like in yeah. a book with with like normal like s- grid panel placement, I'm like sometimes every once in a while I'll be like, oh, that bubble doesn't okay. Where this is the where I go next. This one I'm never questioning it, and it's in a fucking like it might as well be spiraling in a circle. Yeah. This this one page that's like a they're looking up at the ceiling in Wayne Manor, like what the fuck? Yeah, it's really it, it's 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 both intuitive, but also like like a layout I've never seen before. And it doesn't yeah. do that stupid thing they used to do in the '90s where they would like draw an arrow. I I've actually that. been seeing a I lot of books do that lately. Love that. <laughs> uh, they did that in a recent issue of Harley Quinn, but it fits for Harley Quinn yeah. and it fits for Riley Rossimo's art. Um, so like I that I loved, but it would not fit in this. No, book. This, yeah, <laughs> because it doesn't need it. I love no, how well this that is too. Done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then I guess Bruce starts. Bruce has to get ahead of this detective and starts like looking into her, and then realizes they have a lot in common. One of which is they both saw their parents murdered. Classic. I love that. Like he, <laughs> he's, he's like put on this Robin costume. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he's, he's just pulls it out from under the bed. It's like put I have this. this. On. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> um, it's like, does that mean I, I love- own her now? Is that how this works? <laughs> Oof. Um. I love that, like, he he even says that. He's like, hey, we have a lot of common. And she's like, are you referring to the fact that I watched my parents die? And he's like, no, we, like, went to the same college or something. Yeah, like, like, we I forget both what went it- to Harvard or whatever. <laughs> he's just, she's we just both like, oh like ice God. cream. That's what I've taught God. Yeah. I know, they both <laughs> dropped out of Yale, and they both spent some time in Brazil. And then she's That's like, oh, was. my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we also have that in common, I guess. I mean, you're not wrong. That's just not what I was saying, which is absolutely what he was saying. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get some more of these just beautiful fucking pages of like it's it's the you see the whole city from from like a bird's eye view, but there's these like slices of them in this diner having a conversation. Yeah, this could have easily been and like not to talk shit on the nine panel grid because like (laughs) the nine panel grid is iconic, but like yeah, this could have just been him drinking coffee, her drinking coffee. Him drinking coffee, her drinking coffee, and instead we get a fucking cityscape. <laughs> like, it's beautiful. It's, it's really, gorgeous. really well done. So then d- d- he and the and this detective they they keep like like he takes her out for coffee, and then like 
her partner comes to pick her up while he's like trying to ask her out. And it's like super <laughs> awkward and super weird. Yeah, because, you know, he's like, oh, would you like to see it go again? And she's like, well, and he's like, what, am I a suspect? She's like, no, but and he's like, okay, well, worst case scenario, you can just tell your friends that you dumped a billionaire. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? Uh-huh. So, yeah, so then, like, we, we, we kind of cut back back and forth between him and, the, and his shrink, too, about, like, so you're getting close to her so you can stay on top of this story of this imposter out there killing people like she's she's means to an end right she's on the case that you're on so you're getting close to her so you can get close to the case but it's like he's also falling in love with her yep so there's that so it's a bit of a conundrum maybe don't yeah (laughs) yeah maybe if you are in love with her don't start a whole relationship with her that's based on a lie like yeah yeah like, that's there's no dating. way that's going to go well. Well, I mean, can he have any relationships that aren't based on lies? And or technically, it- she started it. He hasn't lied to her I- once. I, I think well, he that's lied a big to her lie about where omission. the motorcycles are coming from. Yeah, well, he also, said they came from Wayne Tech. Big lie of omission. Like, yeah. that's, that's classic, classic shitty white dude be- behavior to be like, I didn't lie. It's like, well, you just also didn't tell me you were cheating on me. Like, that's not, that's yeah, still no, a lie. No. Right. <laughs> You didn't have to flat out say the words. To, I think his interest is still genuine because of no, he is how, actually how falling it, for her because how it started. Yeah, he, he is didn't actually go to her because like, oh, I need to get in. It's like she had already approached him, so he started doing that. But then realized, oh, so but I like, like this person. We can split these hairs as much as we want, <laughs> yeah, but like where this is going is like they spend the night together, and then while she's asleep the next morning, he steals files off of her laptop classic yeah that's 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 some bad that's a bad dude behavior yeah yep so then so now now he has all of the information that she has so now they're like both on the case at the same time so she's trying to figure out who batman is because batman's been murdering people but he's using that same information to find out who's been impersonating him so it's we get this cool dynamic now where like they're both zeroing in on the same suspect. And also him trying to evade her figuring out who he is. Exactly. At the same time. This yeah. this interesting she, game of she, cat and also cat. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that they both they both end up on the front door of Ratcatcher. Yeah. And Poor well, guy. first of all, the cops get there first. And then Batman has to show up and extract Ratcatcher from the GCPD and ends up having to actually fight this woman. Yeah, he, he straight up, like, kicks her in the chest. Like, kicks <laughs> her across good. the fucking street. Yeah, like, kicks the <laughs> fuck out of her. And then, like, ends up trying to waterboard information out of Ratcatcher. And Ratcatcher's just like, dude, I thought you were my friend. So, like, he's been working with whoever has been impersonating Batman, thinking that it's Batman. Yep. And then uh, the issue ends with with this detective just going into the evidence lockup and just getting some guns. Just getting all the goddamn guns. Just going to war. Going to war with the Batman, who she doesn't know is also her boyfriend. So, mm, classic. 
Hey, when you find that kind of is, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for dating billionaires, right? <laughs> they might be that's, might be dressing that's up the biggest as crime bats? of all. They they might be Batmans. <laughs> they might be Batmans. Just, there, that's honestly best case scenario if your billionaire boyfriend is Batman. I wear the bat pants the, in this. That's family. the least crime that they're they've committed that day is being Batman. <laughs> it just there's there's no way this relationship is going to work because like even if he does come clean. He's been embarrassing her this whole time, like professionally. Sure. He's gonna be like, like he doesn't get he doesn't give a shit. He's gonna be like, I also, have something to tell you. I'm Batman. And she's gonna be like, Yeah, I'm Wonder Woman. And it's like, <laughs> oh shit. Didn't see this coming. <laughs> Damn. You're good. Yep. She you don't look anything like the Wonder Woman I know. She just twirls around Wonder Woman powers and it's like, all right. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, so this uh, I I've been enjoying the hell out of this book. Um, it's it's got I like the tone. I I love these layouts. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. This art just needs to be on everything. It's fine. He just <laughs> needs to draw everything. Just bring this take to everything once, and we'll be good. Just have him run through the gambit. We'll be good. I like got that. Jordy Belair's colors on this, which of course yeah. is just default awesome. I like that. Not yeah, only absolutely. did we have two Batman books back to back, but the artists are both great. But also yeah. have worked with Lemire. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're both great and couldn't, like, they're so unique. Yep. Uh, compared to like your typical comic book art, especially when it's on like a superhero book. This is not art you typically get on a superhero book. Yeah. Very true. All right. That's my pick. So my book is Amazing Spider-Man 78 by Kelly Thompson, Sarah Pacelli, Jim Toe. And Nolan Woodward and Rachelle Rosenberg. Dual artists and dual colors. Stacked. Yep. <laughs> so we open with the, uh, the conclusion to the, the, the Morbius standoff from last issue. Everyone's favorite scientifically engineered vampire. Um... <laughs> And then he uh, he ends up biting Ben, and uh, Ben's like, "Oh, the suit will take care of that." It's not, I'm not feeling good though. He like starts feeling drowsy, and um, I just like he mentions how like the suit can seal itself and seal it in, but then I just keep getting this mental image of of the suit just filling with blood. <laughs> You need blood, right? That's what you're losing? It's just like he's bleeding to death into the suit. The suit's just getting like, <laughs> it's like a balloon that's filling up. <laughs> like he's just walking. You can hear it yeah, like, like It's, it's in his feet. It's in his hair. It's everywhere now. Low blood sugar detected, Twinkie. He's turning into like Baymax from Big Hero 6. He's <laughs> yeah. a big blood balloon. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. The suit has everything. Um, right. so Morbius is like, he, he, he kind of growls, but then he's not working. He just says not working. And, uh, so Ben has no idea what that means. He assumes that Morbius bit him because, um, you know, Morbius has this tendency to not be stable and to like really bad out and um he needs like he needs like people's he needs spider-man's blood to like keep him stable and he's like that that's been like a a storyline in 
with Peter Parker for for a long time that they keep reusing. So Ben kind of assumes that this is what's happening, that Morbius um, is losing control and needs his blood. Um, but then uh, Ben ends up uh, running away and getting to the, the Beyond Building. It's just, it's just called Beyond Building. <laughs> um, where... These... It's made out of fake beef. That's the. Yep. <laughs> God. Fake beef, but real. Doctor Ar- Doctor Octopus arms. <laughs> real capitalists. Real, real definitely lasers. real capitalists. Um. So these, yeah, these Doctor Octopus arms come out as Ben walks into a flaming circle. Sure. Um. And they. <laughs> They're different than Dr. Octopus arms because they have fucking lasers. <laughs> so they they shoot Morbius's arm off. Poor guy. It's very disarming. <laughs> I like how Morbius has these like cute little wings. He's little teeny tiny wings. Like how how are, how is he able to fly around with these itty bitty little wings? He's got the same campy outfits he's had since like the seventies. Yeah, he needs an upgrade. I love it. Um, Maybe a leather jacket or something. I don't know. No, Blade has leather jackets. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ben passes out because uh, the I guess Morbius has Morbius has like a toxin. He's like, what they you know? Bit him or some shit. Yeah. As as all genetically engineered vampires tend to do. Does, Wait, so, yeah. so can Morbius not turn other people into genetically altered va- vampires when he bites them? Is no. that not how he works? He's not We're going a, to get uh, to that. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, since he's in the Beyond Corporation, they just, they kind of whisk him away to uh, emergency room. and They also steal the arm. That can't be yeah, good. Yeah, and it's got a little bit of his nipple with it. Snack Dude, cool. I think that's my panel of the week where there's like a, a <laughs> yeah. couple of Beyond guys like cleaning it up, and the one guy goes, "Oh, barf! There's a nipple in this bit," <laughs> and the other guy goes, "Just bag it." He goes, "I hate you, man." Rough day for Morbius. Poor guy. <laughs> this bit has a nipple on it. <laughs> Tidbit nipply. <laughs> anyway um yeah so as adam was alluding to the beyond doctors are like get ben and they're like oh well what happened uh who was he fighting he's like oh he's fighting morbius so the one doctor uh they're like okay we, sh- we should get uh, an antitoxin and um you know he's gonna uh, it, it needs to be injected right away. And the one doctor goes, what if we didn't? Yeah, she's like, hear me out. Hear, hear me what out. If, uh, if, if we don't... What if we did? If, unless, if we don't shoot him with the antitoxin, are, 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 will we have ourselves a vampire Spider-Man? Is that an advantage? Yeah, she's like talking about, like, <laughs> would his powers duplicate? Like, would he have spider vampire powers? Yeah, is it is it is it an either or situation, or is it an either and situation? <laughs> and the the one doctor is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Let me help. Let me. He's gonna die." <laughs> yeah, really? like what are you doing? And then she's like, "No, yeah, of course. Give him, give him the end." <laughs> I was just spitballing it. I was, you, just, know, you know, just hypothetically, just saying theoretically. Uh, and then we get um this scene with 
uh, Felicia, she's coming in to check on Peter, and um, she whispers something in Peter's ear uh, that, you know, Mary Jane is, like, peeking behind the corner and, like, looking at... uh, And then, uh, so, I don't know what she whispered, but got his eye to open? And uh, that's, like, the most activity they've gotten out of Peter in a while. Um, and, and then Mary Jane comes in and Black is like, Do you, should, I, should I go? And she's like, well, I mean, you know, if you're going to make, make his eyes open, you can stay. <laughs> yeah. She's got, Mary Jane has this line where she's like, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to bring every ex-lover in here to get you to wake up? <laughs> and um, yeah. Someone get some, me Gwen Stacy. Yeah, some, <laughs> so, some it's just a cardboard <laughs> cutout. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, Gwen's here. <laughs> Wake up, Peter. Gwen's Look, here. Look, we You're got fine. everyone. Carly, you know the one no one remembers. Oh, the cop that he was. <laughs> yeah, uh, from Spider yeah. Island. Yeah. Um. And then uh, we get this. Uh, we cut to a scene with um, uh, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight uh, trying to trying to hunt down uh, Nippleus Armless Morbius, <laughs> and the, it's like them Morbius and a Beyond drone, and um, they're they're kind of bantering back and forth. There's a lot of good banner as yeah. as this is happening, and uh, then. Uh, Misty just kind of gut punches him and Colleen kicks him in the neck and they knock him down and then um, the drone gets zapped like so uh, Colleen and Misty I think are also signed up with Beyond Corporation so there's this like drone yeah. that's like monitoring them and they talk it's almost like they've been hired to so be you did heroes that. So you did that. almost <laughs> like there's some kind of hero for hire yeah, it's weird. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, we did it. We got there. We did it. And then suddenly, as they, you know, have finished up with Morbius, the drone explodes, gets hit with energy, and uh, it's Monica Rambeau, which is great because she, at, like uh, all of Next Wave, you know, Next Wave exists because they were fucked over by the Beyond Corporation. So, I'm sure she's not happy that her friends and, like, the Beyond is back in some iteration. We don't really know the connection between all the different Beyond corporations since Ewing did something with them in Ultimate Avengers, and now they're here. Um, Yeah, who the hell knows? And then, uh, the last scene is Ben and Janine, right? Is it Janine? Is it? Yeah. Uh, Janine walking out of a movie and uh, Ben's like, I liked it. And then Janine's like, you were asleep for most of it, which is pretty much my experience showing anyone any film. (laughs) Also, did you notice that the film is called Stegman, a comedy? (laughs) Yeah. That is a funny guy. Couldn't even stay awake for a comedy. Anyway, uh, so they're they're talking after the movie, and then there's a there's a craven in the bushes. They're being there's hunted by somebody, some yeah. sort of hunter, some kind of some kind <laughs> of um, hunter. Yeah, 
And, uh, <laughs> you know, the last time we saw Craven, he was dead and a clone. So I don't know which he is now. It's always, always a roll the dice. I mean, kind of like Ben Riley in that scene. <laughs> and Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, it just kind of runs in the whole genre tree. Yep. <laughs> Spider-clone shenanigans. But uh, I-, I love that, like, each issue seems to, like, be bringing in a, a new villain. That's that's kind of a great idea. Um, and, yeah, who who knows what's going to happen with Kraven. I'm excited. And, and that's a really fun and easy way to keep it straight who's writing the book because it keeps jumping back and forth between Zeb Wells and Kelly Thompson. Yes. So if they're just like, okay, I get Morbius and then you get Craven and then <laughs> you get uh, you know, <laughs> like that's 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 pretty fun. Can't wait to see who gets Big Wheel. They're just calling Dick. <laughs> Big Wheel's triumphant return. I'm I'm placing my bets. Man. That'll that'll be Jed McKay. Oh God! I would kill for Jed McKay big wheel story <laughs> or slide not, with a Y. He's just a still not nearly as awesome as the War Wheel. <laughs> less Nazis Perfect. though. Yes, yeah, true. One hundred percent less Nazis. One hundred percent less Nazis. <laughs> less Nazi, more big. Now with less Nazis. <laughs> So shouts. Oh, all right. It, we made no, I, okay. I moved them around okay. so you're not back to back, RJ. <laughs> I think it's like the Sean, last two go. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was my bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, I got a quick one. Uh, we have Sea of Stars number eleven by Jason Aaron, Dennis Hallam, Stephen Green, and Rico Renzi. We got the finale. We get the big giant space battle. Um. It's fucking. They fight dope. that giant, that giant, uh, um, n- 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 quark shark. Is that what they're called? No, the, oh, is this no, the last issue? Quark shark. Or yeah, is this just the finale of this fight? They're fighting the possessed body of his monkey friend from the evil god that took over. Oh no! And they, the old god shows up, and then there's just giant god fights going on. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I fell um, behind on this book, but uh, it is super good. And I it's great. Catch up. And I believe it's the end of the series. Honestly. I believe, yes. I believe this is the series finale, unfortunately, because uh, it was such a fun book. But, you know, it had a very satisfying uh, battle, very satisfying end. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, you should do that. I don't want to give too <laughs> much away because it's a lot to just recap the whole fucking story, but... Yeah, I've been um, I've been gearing up cool. for a full read reread through of this series. Yeah, this would be a great you know one or two trades and just fucking crush them. You know, yeah. that's only eleven issues, unfortunately, but it's still a great read. We've been uh, talking about this book it. for since issue one, yeah. really. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I think we so. skipped a couple there in the middle, but yeah. uh, it is fantastic. Yeah, sad to see it go, but well worth the ride. So go check it out. And now you go, RJ. Well, fine. <laughs> <sighs> Talking long enough. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. I know, right? Uh, my, my shout out is Eternals number seven by Karen Gillan and Asad Ribic. Um, I don't know the last issue we talked about, but... Uh, this book is fucking wild, though. It is wild. <laughs> and if you had just seen the movie and you want more Eternals... 
maybe. I don't know why that would happen, but... Um, uh, I feel like <laughs> this book is so wildly different than the movie. Uh, I didn't hate the movie as much as some people did, but uh, the book's better. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> anyway. Me either. I'll see it on Disney Plus in like three months. Uh, yeah, so, Steve. you know, this run is probably the best place to start with the Eternals because you don't need to... It, it, it pretty much explains everything you would need to know. And, yeah, it's the most approachable entry And point. also, besides... That, that Kirby shit is wild. Besides Kirby, whose Eternals run is really fun, um, they're all kind of like, whatever. Uh, so The Neil Gaiman one is okay, but also, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So this <laughs> run is the best, is what I'm saying, and all the other ones should, um, should get better. No. Not be in print anymore. No, <laughs> get better. The, the, the Kirby run is great. I I love just. Oh no, the Kirby. I just yeah, love sci-fi. Like Kirby in this sci-fi pulp camp. It's just ridiculous, but it's such a different tone. Any anyway, um, so this issue, Thanos, uh, got kind of resurrected, but he's in a weak body because there's this this resurrection machine that the Eternals have. And um, he's only kind of connected to it. Uh, so it, like, when he got resurrected, it, like, put him in, like, a weaker body. So Druig, who is with him, is like, hey, you know a way to get full access to the machine? You become Eternal Prime. And Thanos is like, you know, I'm, like, I'm cool, but I don't think they would. I'm... I'm fucking Thanos, bro. Do you think anyone's gonna vote for yeah. me? Yeah, he's like, I know, I know, I'm the best, but at the same time, I don't think that's that's gonna work. And then Druig's like, dude, look at, I got spreadsheets, okay? Yeah, yeah, he did the. He math. literally has spreadsheets. They pull up the actual spreadsheet, and it's like all of this a uh, political intrigue, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, and reconnaissance that Druig had done uh, prior yeah, they, to this. Well, they- like, long story short, they got enough Olympians off the map that they're like, oh, we have all these other shitheads that would be more than happy to vote for you just because it'll piss off the Olympians. Yes. And they're all, they're all hanging out with deviants, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna join the Unimind to, I just, you know, I, I do, I do love, not the, well, not, no spoiler for the movie, but they say Unimind. And someone's like, that's a really dumb fucking name. <laughs> we should not do call they, it that. Do they, in the movie, all form into a golden skull in the sky no damn well not not as cool yeah but yeah like someone's <laughs> like let's let's call it a brainstorm that's so much better it's like no we're calling Union it Union mine it's fine <laughs> um yeah so i just like the whole like thanos is like no that is such a ridiculous plan Druig's like bitch i brought receipts uh. <laughs> And he's like, no, it's fine. Trust me, it will work out. And then the rest of the issue is Thanos going into the unit mind and then going, hey, I'm Eternal Prime. It's like, oh, well, all right, it worked. So now all all the Eternals are led by Thanos. That's not good. No, no, not good at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. Uh, I have no idea where it's going to go. And... Uh, I love Gillen's voices for uh, like Cersei is like one of my favorite characters, and uh, his Cersei is awesome. And um, uh, 
his his voice for the the world forge is yes. hilarious to me because it's like it's such an unreliable narrator it's like, Hi, despite being the <laughs> Hi Earth, it's, how you doing? <laughs> but it, but the Earth is like snarky. There's about also it. like emojis, like it will like shrug. Yeah, it just like shrugs in the data page. Oh man! Know. Oh god, that can't be good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. So you know, if you're looking for a good jumping on point for that weird movie you saw, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, all right. Um, so I have the conclusion to Mamo. Uh, it's Mamo number five by Sass Millage. Uh, it's fucking adorable. This book they is so cute. Smooch. Power it, of a uh, power of the friendship. Power of love. The power, power of love, love and friendship overcomes. Um. So maybe, yeah. No. So it's. Uh, again, I don't want to spoil it because I don't think we talked about every single issue of this book, but, um, you know, it does have a happy ending. They, they simultaneously, like, because the last issue ended with, um, uh, they realized that, Orla realized that her grandmother had, like, trapped her in the town, and if they, if she undoes the spell, then she'll be bound to that town and never be able to leave. But if she doesn't undo the spell and she leaves it, then the town will just, like, crumble into chaos and it'll like implode so she's like well i'm i'm just i'm fucked there's no way around this and uh they come up with a solution that helps both of them and it's a lot of this like power shared is power doubled like so it's them and their 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 bond bond of friendship being you know like like the the that's the power that is the power. That's the power the magic, of love. Baby. That's the magic. The, and, the friends uh, we it's made great. along the way. And exactly. it's... Uh, <laughs> they, they talk about it where, like, um, Joe... Uh, like, like Orla's like, oh, you know, my, my grandmother Mamo placed this trap for me, and you were the bait. And that's kind of when they realize that they're totally into each other. And she's like, "Oh, I'm the bait, huh? Your grandma knew that when you, you were took into this? the they took the <laughs> you took the place of like something was gonna have to bring me back, and you slotted into that spot. Like she knew about exactly. damn, she yeah, knew that ma'am, about Orla, ma- but she didn't know about Joe. Exactly, right. yeah. So she didn't know exactly who was going to be the bait, but Joe she, just happened to be the perfect bait. Exactly. Uh, and then they smooch, and it's cute. And I do hope there's more of this. It kind of leaves it open ended. Um, yeah, they could have like little one shots, like kind of poking yeah, I, into the life of these two. Which exactly. Is really cool. I feel like it's it's a very satisfying ending if you just want five issues, or they could do more with it. So yeah, I think that's kind of sure. leaves it at that perfect place. So yeah, it was very good. Cute. Very very yeah. cute. Love it. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. This is gonna be a long one, you guys. Made it to fucking yeah. War World. That's where we made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to take it? And RJ, we, you, this s- was your champion of a book. Do you wanna you wanna take it take it away? Uh, nope. <laughs> Superman. We just made him talk about two books, you guys. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't. It's fine. Know what happens until they get to War World? So I'm just kind of here for the ride. You don't know what happens. Well, I, they're clearly setting up something I don't know anything about because it's the only issue of Action Comics I think I've ever read. So I'm, <laughs> I'm playing, playing a little bit of catch-up. Oh. That's not true. We've talked about other issues we of Action Comics. We definitely have. Doesn't mean I've read them. <laughs> okay, so uh, we start with this scene from these two aliens that we've never met before. Um, talk about Superman. 
I love the way that they set up these two because it's like this old wise sage who's like writing the letter to his people and he's like, I have, I'm going to leave to join the Federation of Planets or the, the Un- United Planets Pretty much. so I can bring peace and prosperity of our beautiful world to the whole nation. And then like his, his aide comes in and he's like, uh, sir, uh, the, uh, they wanted me to tell you that the uh, Philosians... My pronounce yeah Flo- the Philosians so. yes uh, uh have a message um or that Su- Superman referred to these people as Philosians and then like this like sage wise kindly Gandhi fucking leader just like loses his fucking mind and he's like, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go go for it he's like that word doesn't even exist what are yeah, you doing listen here you little piece of shit he didn't if say you that ever if you <laughs> say that wrong, word you to anyone else i will wipe you from the fucking planet you little piece of shit you will i will make you eat i this will shoe. kill you just like your sal mother <laughs> you will die in the same Oof. obscurity of your sal mother which like in the last page he's like Oh, I, I I welcome your intrusion, my my young yeah, ward. Yeah. Your your mother was such a yeah, <laughs> like your mother was such a kind uh, mentor to me, and I, I I value your friendship. And then he's like, "Fuck you and fuck your mother." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's wow. so quickly. Oh my god, <laughs> he does not like that word. Never say that word. Philosians pee in his Cheerios. So the Philosians are. The race of Kryptonians that Superman has been helping try to escape from Warworld. Right. And yeah, like, the ones that he is going there to, to you know, rescue. go rescue yeah. the rest of them. Yeah, like the, the refugees um, that landed on Earth. Oh, shit, that shit is yeah. so fucking long. <laughs> that there, there is some connection between them and Kryptonians, but they don't, they don't know. Um, and obviously there's some other greater implication in the cosmos yeah. about them. Yeah, there's some kind of war crime that no one wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they get to Warworld, and it's um, it's just everything blowing up. Like, it's the entire fucked. planet's just exploding. <laughs> it looks like apocalypse, this, honestly. Yeah, it looks fucked up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Very similar. Yeah. They're similar things. Yeah, but I mean, the place is called Warworld, so like... yeah. This could just be True. a Tuesday for them. I think it is. Just, I think it's exactly what's happening. Whole planet of people just painting model yeah, ships. Games their <laughs> They're all just playing Warhammer. Yes. Yep. I think I'd rather um, be at this place. But there's this there's this scene. Same. Uh at that there's a scene that's like maybe my favorite moment in the whole oh, book. So good. Where Right before they get to the actual surface of the yeah. planet, they're like orbiting around it, and there's these disks that are floating um, in space, and they have people on they're them. They're basically uh, like diff- cl- floating crucifixes. Like they're like they're all they're yes. all bound. Yeah, and- they're chained. Yeah. They're chained up in the disk, and Superman goes to like. Um, you know, take the chains off and close their eyes and kind of, uh, you know, put put them at peace. And uh, who who's Light that girl? Ray. Light yeah. Ray. So Light Ray has this line where she's like, um, 
Well, yeah. Oh, uh, Manchester, Manchester Black goes, there's God knows how many millions of living slaves down there, and he stops to cry over one nameless corpse. I'll never understand it. And Light Ray goes, I'd like to. I'd like to know what that's like, to care so much about everyone. And that is, that's I mean, Superman. obviously that is the, the lightning bolt of, you know, all of Superman, mm-hmm. pretty much. And, uh kind of the epitome of just that Philip Ken Johnson really not only gets this character, but cares about him a whole lot. Yep. And which is what makes this run so good. Philip Kennedy Johnson gets the same thing from Superman that, that Graham Morrison does that like it, this infinite well of hope and optimism that, that very few people could really even comprehend much less write very well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have this, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I have this kind of like degree uh, separation chart that, you know, not, it's just in my brain, but um, <laughs> it's just no, like the, the level, the level of, um, the level of like how into comics you are and then the, the level of like how much you like Superman. Oh yeah. Pe- people it, that people that don't read comics are like, fuck Superman, he's boring. No. So the the thing about it is the first level is like just watching movies and maybe like picking up one or two books is that you either hate Superman or he's your favorite character just because you like the movies. Yeah. And you just find him he's you know, cool. you just you're like you you like his symbol. Yeah, you he's picked like, up a shirt. He's like Americana. Yeah. Yeah. But then as you get into comics, I feel like that um, you know, fuck Superman, he's so boring or whatever, kind of ma- mindset um, starts to seep into more people. Yeah. And then as you get more into more into comics, you kind of, I mean, for me, you kind of just realize, to, like, in my opinion, Superman is the ultimate example and nothing ever will come close to being, like, just the epitome of this art form. Yeah. Like... Uh- he is just empathy and hope embodied as a as a character. Truth, justice, and, and a better world. Yeah, man. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, no, and I, I, I would agree with you. It goes full circle. You're like, oh, Superman's cool. Uh, fuck Superman. This is boring. I hate this. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, I get it. Superman is the fucking best. Because I definitely went through that through that like whole. There. Yeah, and obviously there's exceptions, and I'm not trying to disparage. If you don't like Superman, I'm not trying to disparage. I'm just trying to say, you know, that I feel like having grown up at a comic shop, this is that that is just kind of what the behavior that I've seen. Yeah. I, I would also and, I would uh, put a caveat on that is that I I adore Superman when he's written by somebody that gets it, which is mm. uh, very specific instances where it's like this and and Grant Morrison All Star Superman and like. A couple others, but like not everyone gets it. So there is a shitload of just boring, shitty Superman that exists. You know, like when it's like some yeah. nobody was writing him for the '90s. You know, <laughs> well, I have an interesting relationship with the character in the fact that, uh, you know, growing up around comics, one of my best friends who like helped nurture the hobby was is and is like the biggest Superman fan I've ever met. He literally just went to um, Metropolis or whatever. Metropolis, the, the, Illinois, or Indiana, or wherever. Yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. Uh, he he he's like he he's loved Superman since uh, he was a kid, and he has 
I would shit you not, over 300 different Superman shirts. Dang, that's, that's so uh, yeah. many. How are there that many? Yep. Oh, that, of course there's that oh, many. There, <laughs> there's so many more than there's that. There's just <laughs> so many different designs and everything. It's nuts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, it's always been interesting having him in, like, uh, growing up, just someone that's so passionate about the character and uh, really helped me understand. And uh, you, But you're right. There are certain stories where he works better than others. Sometimes people... I, I have that feeling about Emma Frost, too, where if you don't get the character, the character comes across as awful. Yeah, yeah totally. Anyway, that was a, that was a huge... <laughs> off the rails, like I'm it. sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> so I guess we, we get this, like, this force ghost that's there to welcome them <laughs> it is like a force ghost yeah and he pretty much it, says hey you know those guys you're looking for I f- here they are they're the ones on the pikes leading you to war world arena yeah, like, oh, yeah fuck. Dude. Oh, dude, this is look at this war crime up. that's happening so there's just like, like oh, all of these God. dead bodies on crosses and spikes all with superman emblems carved in their yeah. chests yeah, he made a like a whole fence, like a Locked whole pathway. Up. Then they talk about like on Warworld, <laughs> killing someone is they get you know they get the strength. So if you've never killed someone, you're weak, mm. which is like a direct like thing Fuck to Superman. You, Superman. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. And then obviously he's taking it very personal, but it's like yeah, the people he's here to save are lined up, all murdered, and now he's got to follow them into this arena. Um, yeah, that's not that's not good. I don't want to do that. No, and he gets he gets real <laughs> mad about it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and then we get a great Superman speech, obviously. Oh yeah, he just he just like shows up in the middle of like the Coliseum yeah. and starts talking about how like you have one enemy here now, and it's Mongol. Yeah, yeah I you- love I love how he's like, yeah, hey, I know I'm an outsider, and I know you're not gonna believe me, but there's like. I am here to help you, even if you don't want my help. I I get that you hate me. I'm not gonna stop until you're you're free. But and you'll like, see oh, that I'm yep. right once your slaver is in chains. Basically, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the first thing he fucking does is throw the head of a statue down into the middle <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. Colosseum of <laughs> <Yeah>. Mongol. <laughs> Knocks it right off a giant oh, statue man. off front and just throws it in the arena. And says fuck you guys. He's like, hey, Magneto, more like you have no gods now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not your god, but neither is this fucker. Yeah. This piece sh- yeah, then we get sh- this fucking guy who's just like, yo, um, the, uh, the oldest Chadle. guy ever. Yeah, you don't got no change, you little bitch. <laughs> look at how long my chains are, You didn't are, kill bro. anybody, so yeah, you don't got no chains, chains, so you're a little... So he's, he's a war zone, and he has, like, the longest chains... He's- imaginable yeah like he yeah, pretty because much- their whole like religion is like for every like life you've taken your chain gets longer correct yes, yes exactly so, <laughs> so it's like yeah i've uh i've killed more people than if you've ever seen alive yeah <laughs> like, he's yeah. collected Holy them shit. all correct yeah. yeah then we get the um then we get the big reveal of mongols champions who look sc- oh man they're so cool scary. looking yeah, that, this horrifying. This is like a four horsemen of the bullshit apocalypse over yeah. here. Like I don't, I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's teacher, mother, orphan, and darling. Yeah, uh, one creepy. of these dudes looks exactly like uh, the movie version of um, 
oh god what's that what's that uh dude from the uh never mind i just i get i give up uh <laughs> sick okay Crushed it. what you know what I'm talking about from in game the 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 uh, ball so squid uh, yes. yeah 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 ebony mall I was trying to think of the other uh, Voldemort <laughs> squiddly diddly sh- sh- shitty Voldemort over here shitty Voldemort I think I, Voldemort is shitty Voldemort. these guys are like a perfect toy line because like you've got you've oh, got the four yeah. main oh, guys yeah. and you've got like a really big guy that you could get as a build a character from buying the rest of them <laughs> yeah they just they just all play too much warhammer <laughs> they're all just warhammer a bunch of brought to you by gw yeah, just a bunch of warhammer nerds crushing it in war world <laughs> i just like immediately that one of them just flicks superman aside like it's fucking nothing and then manchester <laughs> yeah, black it's just like uh fuck Maybe we're they, in they trouble. Figured out our, they figured out our ruse. And then we finally get the thing, we get the reveal that kind of has been confusing us, that Enchantress has been putting up a disguise Vi- to, to visual hide... Visual barrier. Visual barrier to hide Superman's aging, like the gray hair, so like... I mean, he wouldn't, did have wouldn't the some just for men be a lot easier than a, than casting a spell Maybe on? it doesn't the, work on Kryptonian hair. Oh, yeah, And they're all sense. they're also know. like... Like Manchester Black is like hyping him up and like making him stronger. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's like it's it's both visual and physical. Like they're but it's they, not, it, the whole thing's a yeah. But it's not working yeah. against these guys. So that isn't great. Yeah, he has radiation <laughs> poisoning, which is interesting. I don't know how that happens to a guy who gets his powers from the sun. That's it's an just, unfortunate. There's multiple different kinds of radiation, so that's just true. Different. Ra- I feel like it could he, be magic radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's yeah. got to be magic radiation because he's got every other kind of radiation imaginable. Yeah, I, I, I would think. Yeah, I guess the big thing is like they've been juicing him up, but like somehow Mongol already knew that he was. Yeah. his power like, was instantly waning. Instantly knew that he was that he was weak. So that's yeah. not. That's not great. No. Then Mongol shows up, right? Yes. And, on a huge ass, uh, I don't even know. It looks Dinos- like Attack of the Dinos- Clones. I was about to say, monster. it looks like a monster from Attack of the Clones in yeah. that Coliseum. Yeah, that thing looks different fucking, Coliseum monster. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Diff- different Coliseum. <laughs> and um, so uh, it's very subtle in the art detail, but um, Philip Kennedy Johnson on Twitter was like, <gasps> Mongol has a kryptonite spear and Warworld mm-hmm. runs off of repurposed red solar energy, so he's like fucking prepared for uh, So Superman. he's just yeah. draining Damn. an already drained Superman. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Whoops. I feel so, like Superman knew that though, and that's why he's got the very specific team. So like because he's not he's not hmm. dumb enough to roll into Warworld knowing without I mean, knowing. But anything. we also we also know the right. future, and the future was he was trapped there forever, right? Like that's well so hopefully we can change that. We know future state. We know but a no, future. Uh, no, because John Jonathan Kent was in the future in the Legion and he, right. he was like but that's where this shit changes. Uh, okay. Yeah, hopefully. Because <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win. Yeah, pretty, I, I bet he's I bet Superman. He wins. He's got all the cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he brought six people with him that can at least two of them can manipulate reality <laughs> so that should help <laughs> this book is awesome yeah. it's continuing to be awesome man i it's been a long time since like i've read something that wasn't an event that had this much build up yeah, yeah. no this has been building up for a 
fucking minute. Yeah. Like, you know, and it had, like, part of Future State, but a, also, like, everything since Future State has been leading up to Yeah, it had a miniseries and a, and a one-shot, and, like... It had a... It had a, so, a miniseries by Grant Morrison was a build-up to this. Like, it's like, that's not... Yeah. The, the event isn't Grant <laughs> Morrison writing the thing. Grant Morrison wrote the prequel to the thing. Well, you have so many characters, so, <laughs> yeah. like, I think, fucking rules. I think those characters are gonna be so super important. Well, just yeah. it's just as important mm. for Superman, but like, yeah, you don't have all that buildup if those if the crew that he's assembled is aren't gonna be like the, vitally yeah. important to what's about to happen, which makes perfect sense because like the one dude's like a light dude. I wonder if he can like get rid of the red sun and charge Superman up or some mm. shit. Yeah, I don't know. Superman playing some four D chess. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting to see. Or he's just wrong and like he's super fucked. Like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why not both? Oh, uh, whoopsie! Both. Good thing. Fuck. Good thing I left John. I, yeah. on I feel like he. I feel like he uh, thought he was as prepared as he could possibly be, and I don't think he is. I think the. I think well, the win, but like I think he. Uh, he maybe was missed, a little missed cocky. one or two. Yeah, well, yeah. probably. Or he expected. <laughs> we'll see what's going to happen with the people that are already dead. Sure. I think that may have been part of it. He expected to get the Felocians before he had to fight Mongol, but now it's he doesn't have any backup. Maybe that was part yeah, of it. Yeah, that, that is. See, Clark is going to take the authority and they're going to form a silver giant skull in the sky ah. called the Brainstorms. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And we've brought Nailed it full it. circle. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh. So right. that's last week's comics, everybody. We did it. We did it. Yeah. What's uh, What do we got this week? Oh man, Batman, uh, Nightwing, yeah. the the last Batman of Tiny the last Tiny Batman. It's uh, the and last the Fear State. Fear State. Also, speaking of Jonathan Kent, uh, the issue of Superman: Son of Kal El number five, uh, where he comes out as bi. So fuck yeah, grab that before Sweet. everyone else does. I That's gonna that go happened. fast. I thought that already uh, no, happened. No, you. It already happened because you've been reading that book and you're like, my dude is into this guy. I thought he already um, kissed him. I thought that already. No. No, that's happening in the Wait, so everyone issue. freaked out because they just assumed he was bi? No, no, they, they, no, no. they, they solicited they the covers. It. Yeah, exactly. Got it. There's Got a bunch it. of pride covers for this and they had to solicit Got it two it. months ago. I was like, didn't uh, we already do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not to you, discount you just, what's happening in the comic, reading, but like, I thought we, this already happened. You've I'm been sorry. reading the comic and it's abundantly clear that they're into each Out- other. Outrage so like, comes yeah, I've been out faster than comic books do. Fair enough. So I guess I'm behind. Um, um, but also uh, uh, the Robins, the Robins, yeah, Nice Robins. House on the Lake comes out. Ooh, Sword, yeah. Moon, Sword Knight. Moon Knight, X Force, uh, Kang, Primordial. Ah, oh, that's such a pretty book. So good, so pretty. Um, time before time, Eat the Rich, Aquaman, Ooh, Nubia. Yeah, not all Wonder Woman Evolution. Not all robots. I'm really excited for you. Uh, Radio Apocalypse. It's the Rom Vault book. Oh yeah, that so that'll be good. Yeah, that Texas Blood. I've been loving. Refrigerator full of heads, because you know a basket just ain't enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to put them somewhere. After yeah, you got you got to keep them cold. <laughs> you know what I'm going bad that's on sticking yeah. out to me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we um Diamond gets their shit together so yeah, I can I actually read them. Yeah, I just hope all the Diamond's books come come in. Yeah, you know, so I just want to buy some... my books from last week and this week. Yeah, and I'm going to have way too many books waiting for me cuz I didn't get any of the the indie shit. 
mm-hmm. from last week, but all right. Well, look, that's this week's comics. So turn this crap off and go buy them, mm. and then <laughs> real. we'll be back next week when they become last week's comics. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics, and uh, you know, do all the other stuff. Uh, get uh, get on our Patreon. Um, we've got all kinds of cool stuff on Patreon that you can listen to. Uh, we are on some of that stuff. So if you want more of us, uh, get it there and, and go, go to duelinggenre.com. Check out some of the other dueling genre podcasts. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, and, uh, jump into our discord. I'll, I'll give you a link to the discord. Uh, hang out with us, chat with us, bug us, meet other dueling genre fans. Get in there. Get 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 in our community. We want you there. Um, yeah. So that's it for us. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ. This has been uh, Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.